0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 3-0 take where we talk all things major league baseball
1: here's kyle corwin and nate
0: reyes it all starts
1: right now
0: welcome back to the 3-0 take this is episode 163 i'll be your host kyle corwin and i'm here with my co-host nate reyes nate what's up my man beer me that water um bear me five bear me five lord bear me strength Nate, this is episode 163 the final episode ever no just
2: until what december yeah this is a season finale season finale yeah picking back up in
0: i guess i guess united side of the first week of december so yeah post thanksgiving as we touched on at the, I believe the end of last episode, mm-hmm. we're just gonna run through a little, little bit of a recap slash cover some, some of the bigger headlines that we've got right now, uh, before we take our, before we go on our little hiatus. Um, so with that said, no point in lingering around. How do, you, how do you want to start this? You want to talk surprises and disappointments of this year?
1: Yeah, why not? I think we're full of them. Well, first off,
0: before we
2: dive into that,
0: anything you want to share with people?
2: Anything on your mind? Hmm. Nope. We do a great job
1: of staying away from current events. I know. It It was a test. Yeah. We do an amazing job. I think it's okay to finally have, for all of you listeners, it's finally okay to have a place you can come where you're not going to hear anything about it, even though it's coming in and trickling in and every other corner of your life, not here. So I'm not falling into the trap. We're not going to do it.
0: Surprises, disappointments, Nate surprises from the 2020 season.
1: Surprises. I mean, we could go back and forth with a lot of different things players team wise i mean the fact we had a season that's number 1 on my list that's a big one yeah that's fair no i mean the let fact
0: me, that, let me let me rephrase the fact that we finished season, the season i fact thought that we
1: completed a season i yeah. thought we should have started the
0: season yeah. months before we did but that's yeah. just
1: me that's what you were saying for sure but i mean the fact that we were able to finish it that's huge i mean if we're going to dive into specifics about teams and performances and everything i mean there's there's a lot of teams that showed a lot of great potential you're talking marlins padres are here early and they're here to stay moving forward um i mean it's you look like you want to say something right
0: well (laughs) i was gonna cut you off and say before we start listing too many teams off because i don't want you to give away kind of like your favorites. Like, I I want you to, I want you to commit to one or two. I've got, so for my list, I've got two teams
1: and two players each. All right. Well, you have all the structure, you know me, I have, I just rolled out of bed and I got this all figured out kind of thing going on. So
0: well, I, I hope didn't you didn't just roll, roll out, out of bed
1: because yeah, it's, it's 8 o'clock. Yeah, I'm really it's, ready to roll back into bed. Yeah, facts. Um, <laughs> so, hey, kick yeah, that's kick us on off then. me.
0: No, that's yeah. on me. That's on me. I didn't give you the structure. That's on me. Yeah.
1: No, you do your thing. Let me, let me, hear, let me hear yours first.
0: Well, no, I first because I want to hear yours first because I thought we were going to have the same answer for,
1: in regards to the teams. or As far as the surprise so, goes? Yeah, close to it at least. But I And this is a positive first. thing. Yes, because we got disappointments coming next. Positive, Correct. it's got to be Marlins. Has to be Marlins. I can't see any other team. That's the easy answer.
0: I don't know if it is though. It is. Who else? You you literally just said I don't know if I can see any other team. And I'm I mean, assuming there are other to that-, that are
1: that are great. But you told me to narrow it down, so that's what I'm doing. I'm not listing teams off. I'm going with one team. I'm saying Marlins, man. I think. No pun intended. It was
2: Marlon, man. Um, I think it's impressive. I think it's unheard of.
1: And the entire baseball world was ready to burn this franchise down, starting with Derek Jeter at the top and just erasing everything. And in my opinion, we've spoken about this before. In my opinion, If Derek Jeter wasn't that name, if he wasn't who he was, if it was just a random GM going in there and cleaning house, no one's talking about this. Everyone says, okay, fine. They're not performing. They had all this payroll. I don't want to talk about their outfield with Azuna, Yelich, Stanton. Great. Cool. They didn't perform. It was time to clean house. You got all this money locked up with three dudes. Time to clean house. They turned things around. They've been drafting well, including this year. They had a great draft. They're stocking up on arms. Don Mattingly proves to be an awesome template of what a rebuilding team should have at the manager helm. And that's a leader. That's a former player who's gone through anything you can think of. You know what I mean? So... It has to be Marlins. I think they did an amazing job. And I I don't know if they're gonna make it to the postseason next year. I don't know if they're gonna make it out of their first round. Probably not. But it's time to start to get that flow a little back down there in Miami. Start to get that feeling back a little bit because the horizon's a lot brighter than you think.
0: I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you by any stretch of the means. I think the Marlins are very much deserving of a top spot in the conversation of best surprises from the season. For me, Mm -hmm. knowing that you were going to say the Marlins, Mm -hmm. I actually had the Marlins typed out, but then I went back and corrected it for that very reason. Delete, delete, delete. Delete, delete, delete. I went with the Orioles simply based on the fact that at the start of start of September, maybe at the end by the end of the first week, there were articles being written about the Orioles and whether or not they could squeak into a playoff spot. Sure, yeah, that's fair. And so for me, I'm not chucking them up as the best surprise this season. Obviously, it's just
1: yours,
0: yeah, It's is a good surprise. But the fact that they were in that conversation to begin with, they had a little bit of hype. Mm -hmm. surrounding them there for a little bit very very short-lived period of time but Mm
2: -hmm. i mean it's the orioles they're the butt of everybody's joke yeah and there they were granted didn't 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 pan out too well but well i mean i think there was finally a,
1: a a change in mindset to understand and I want to say, I want to say, ownership slash front office finally said, "Okay, we don't have to start Chris Davis every day just because of his paycheck." And that mindset changed things a little bit. Um, one positive thing to say, and I, I don't think this has gotten nearly enough attention. We've given it attention in the past but they were missing a big piece in Trey Mancini for someone who just beat cancer. So that's an amazing, positive surprise right there. That's a great thing that's been accomplished. We'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I think that maybe just front office was like, all right, well, maybe we don't have to start this two for 134 hitter, whatever the hell he can can put up batting average wise. I don't know.
0: Do you remember where he ended his Hitler streak at night?
1: I do not.
0: Yeah, it was Fenway Park.
1: Was it? Yeah, sounds about right.
0: No, I mean we don't need to go into
1: details. I just oh didn't he? He I had was... like a he had like a series there, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he it was really together. weird. You like smoked <laughs> the ball that series. And I was like, okay, this and then went back to normal. Yeah, this is not what yeah. we want. Uh, for me because I don't know if you have a second team in mind. Do you? No, you can go first. I'm going to say the Giants. Okay. Were another club under the radar in the sense of being a surprise, not mm-hmm. under the radar, like there's these expectations surrounding them, but under the radar in the fact that, like, they did okay mm-hmm. with what they had, which then transitions me into the surprise I have for player Mike Yostrzemski. We knew, we talked to him before the season started. We knew he was poised for a a solid year, but yeah, there was a there's a, a period of time there during the season where he was in the MVP talks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's because he came on the podcast, but I'm also not saying that. <laughs> I mean, notice how we have him on the podcast. We have Liam Hendricks on the podcast. He goes out and wins the, leader the, leader of, the of the
2: year. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Hello. That's a good pick. No, I like the Giants. I mean, I think
1: that division was competitive, and and through and through, minus probably one of our teams being on a disappointment list later on in this episode. For the most part, that division was very competitive. Um, my my uh, my next surprise. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of a couple teams to to do their thing, but. I'd say maybe the Braves and not more of a preseason idea of them, more of like a couple weeks in, then their rotation just goes down. And they continue to surprise yep, throughout the season and postseason. We're seeing amazing performances by nobodies who are now somebodies and yep. are going to be a problem moving forward. I think that is a big surprise in itself. Ian Anderson is really good. He is going to be very good for a very long time. Um, But the fact that they're they're losing names like that at the top of the rotation, never got Cole Hamels back, and they managed to still do their thing postseason-wise dominantly for a while. Um, They're throwing dudes out there that had zero... They're, I mean, they're making MLB debuts and they're throwing gems. It's just, it's unheard of. It doesn't happen. It's not normal. Um, so I think that was probably a big surprise for me, even though like you could argue that they're a, a, they're NLE's favorites going into the season. It's fine. But two weeks in, I was ready to write them off. A lot of people were. So the fact that they made it and they did that well in the postseason, I think is a, it's a big surprise.
0: Yeah, I mean that's very much an easy thing to overlook. Where it's like, hindsight can maybe play into that a little bit. Where you look at their season and what they're able to accomplish, and be like, "Well, yeah, it's because they're really good." Well, they didn't get to where they were in the post. Yeah, they didn't get to where they were in the postseason without having to use some of those next guy up situations, where it's like, yeah, like you said. This isn't. This guy isn't really anybody right now, but he's all we have. So this is Mm -hmm. what we got to work with, right? And then you got the whole player pool situation that you have to account for as well. So I mean, there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces for the Braves, and the fact that they're able to do what they did with not much of a rotation, yeah, was certainly impressive. And I think I can. Can I throw an honorable
1: mention in there? An honorable mention team, Cardinals. Yeah, like a two-week stretch without playing baseball, and the
0: the simple fact that they got in what like fifty-eight games—it was really close.
1: Eleven double headers.
0: (laughs) That's a lot of Subway six-inch sandwiches. That's a
1: lot of Subway six-inch sandwiches with a Snickers bar and a Gatorade from mom's cooler. That's a lot. Good for them. Good Good for making it. Good for Subway. Interesting. With the Padres, they didn't lay down, and it makes me happy for guys like you know Wainwright and Yachty. So uh, I don't know what their scenario is moving forward. I'm a little nervous for them. Wainwright's getting old. Yeah, I, I don't. I think Colton Wong's done. I think he's hitting the free agent market, isn't he? Yeah. So
0: yeah, uh, they declined his option. Yeah,
1: and. You got two big names that could have done a lot of damage for that organization if they would hold
2: on to them. Can you guess the two names? Uh, Marcelo Zuna? Nope. You're talking about the Cardinals? Yeah. I Am mean, I sure, role- but I'm
1: thinking more of like, hey, we traded this guy away before he hit hit the scene. Oh, trade him away? Who do you got? Randy Rosarena and Luke Ah, Voigt.
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, Luke Voigt, you're what are you gonna say? You said MVP there for a hot second, didn't you?
1: I mean, it's not Wrong. absurd. Wrong. I would I would consider that argument between him and Jose Ramirez. I'll take that argument all day. Yeah, we'll, we'll I would see that. Luke Voigt in the finalist over him.
0: Mm, we'll get into that.
2: Uh, disappointments. Anyway, good for Cardinals. Good for Cardinals. Cardinals, good. Uh, disappointments. Actually, no, I had one last surprise. Quick little
0: nugget here. Nelson Cruz. The mm. fact, he's doing what he's doing at 40. He's like
1: 68 years old.
0: 68 years old. The fact he's doing what he's doing at 68 years old. Props to him. Yeah. I don't know many 68-year-olds in the league right now, but me neither. He's the best of them. <laughs> yeah. Disappointments. Swings like a 40 ounce bat. Yeah, swings a telephone pole. Uh disappointments. Mm, let's see what you got. I'm curious what you have because I I similar to the way I approach the surprise section, I kinda punched some numbers, punch some teams in, had to delete them. I'm curious yeah. what you who you're going with.
1: Um, I think disappointments have to be more talked about with the expectations going into this season, no matter the circumstances. Yes. Um, I think the Phillies lead yes. the, the freaking the race there, man. I mean, the off season they had, going and getting dudes. You bring in McCutcheon. You bring in Wheeler. You bring in Rio Muto.
0: Year two uh, of Harper?
1: Year two of Harper. No. Yes. No. Yeah. 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 You're two of Harper. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Time is. What's wrong with us?
0: (laughs) Time is. What is time?
1: Year two of Harper. Um. You have. Uh. You make some decent trades to bolster up the bullpen. Um. You have an Alec Bomb who's going to be a stud third baseman moving forward. Um. Was it? This was year one of DD, correct? You bring in DD.
2: That's right. I don't. And you
1: have an amazing, balanced lineup, bolstered with Harper and Reese Hoskins in the middle. You have a rotation that is that is solid as well. I just I don't understand what what happened. I don't get it. It's it's major disappointment, dude. Major. What are we doing? And now, Rio Muto's like, Man, I don't know if I want to stick around here. I'm going to go hit the market. I, I can't see them having the same talented roster that they did this year. Again, anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I want to say 2019, Harper's first year there. They probably disappoint a little bit, and then he goes, you know what, like, yeah, a little bit of growing pains for the club,
1: and that's okay because he's around for a while. So let's go add pieces. And then he comes out year two, they expand the playoff picture,
0: and they still don't make the cut. He's probably going, "Yeesh." I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on a happy face when I go outside in public, but yeah, I think I'm kind of looking around, going, mm, "I don't, I don't know if I'm." in this for the long haul what is it 13 years yeah Yeah, i don't know if i don't know if i want to do this
1: it's it's uh it's crazy man because that is a that is a ruthless ruthless crowd right there that's a tough fan base for any sport in that area very tough they are ready to Go to Carson Wentz's house and burn it down for the Eagles. They do not mess around there. So if, if they continue to struggle, it's going to get real interesting. There is no more trying to sneak into a wild card conversation. They need to blow up that division. And they're not. And they didn't. So my, for sure, 2020 disappointment.
0: Well, when Manfred inevitably opens up the postseason to the entire league, they should be in. They should be in a good spot to, we'll to make to make it in at that Still point. Why not? Who knows? Yeah, somehow might miss the miss the train there. Uh, next on my list, the Astros, and for this, I'm obviously excluding the postseason because that was an anomaly in and of itself. We've mm. already talked about that. Just a a weird situation there, but. I feel like if there was a team to somehow figure out a way to get hot, it'd be the Astros, because seems to be what they do as of late. Um, but just the regular season, I to be fair, and I hate the fact that I'm using that phrase with the Astros, ah. but <laughs> they I mean, they had a lot working against them this year. And it was really a it was a flip of the coin as to whether or not they were going to be able to respond, or if they were just yeah. going to crumble.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in all the conversation they had in the preseason, all the conversation of "doubt us, I dare you, bring it on,"
2: you guys sucked during the regular season. Bad, bad baseball. Not good. Yeah,
0: so I mean, for me, it was that's more so it's a good. reflection of the regular season, and as I already yeah. said, postseason was just weird. Don't need to talk about it; they didn't do anything. Are we doing the two each still? Didn't win the title? Uh, I mean, those are my two teams. Yeah, Phillies Astros. Well,
1: I gotta send it over to oh Colorado, and let everybody know that the Rockies
2: are just horribly, horribly run. Horribly run. Um, you have three studs, at least,
1: at the top of your lineup with Blackman, Trevor Story, and Nolan Arenado. And you managed to piss off your star, your cornerstone third baseman, who is... Going to go down as a top three third baseman ever to play baseball. Ooh. And
0: Nate, we don't have our hot takes episode for a couple more, a few more months. So I'm gonna say 20, Defensively,
1: I'll admit to defensively. I'm not you're not ready to put him in that category offensively. Well, no, but you can
0: you can put him in that conversation if you choose as an all-around
1: option, just a an all-around option, third yeah. baseman, all-around option, third baseman, yes, top three in baseball.
0: So you're putting them up here, you're putting them up here with my guy Brooks. Yeah. Ooh, okay.
1: They're gonna finish real close. Ooh. Now, here's where here's where things change because you give them a fat contract, you lock them down, you say, Hey, you're a guy, you're a new Todd Helton, you're gonna run this clubhouse. This
2: is your town. A month later, two months later, you're like, mm, maybe we'll take some calls on him. Anybody want to hit us up? Yeah, what are we we doing?
1: And no one's like, what the hell, man? I told you that I wanted to stay here. I told you that this is my
2: spot. And now you're shopping me. They treated them horribly. I just don't understand why that organization can't figure it out. They're constantly
1: talented. I feel like the Colorado Rockies have like the
0: dreams organizational scenario where it's like you play in an awesome city. Mm-hmm. Your park is easily top five. I would say in the
1: league, you have a fan base that doesn't care about any your other teams, fan base, no other
0: teams around. Exactly. Your fan base is going to show up whether or not you guys suck or not, just because that's yeah. how good your stadium is. And you offer, might I add just incredible food, Helton <laughs> burger, just, mm, <laughs> Yeah. and then you've got guys like you said, Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, to name a few.
1: Daniel Murphy. I mean,
0: Daniel it's just, Murphy. It's like do something with it. And yeah. I know it's easier said than done, but it's like as a Red Sox fan, I beg, I beg the Rockies to take a note from what just happened with the whole Mookie Betts situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not saying Nolan Arenado's Mookie Betts, but you've got a potential, to use use your words, a potential top three third baseman of all time in your organization, and you're over here treating them like a side piece. What are we doing?
1: Yeah. If I'm Trevor Story, I want the hell out before anything comes crashing down. Get me out of here. That guy is 40-40 potential, gold glove potential. He's got to go. They need to either build around them or get out and you're in a division now where you got two dogs in front of you. Dodgers ain't going anywhere. Padres are going to be a freaking problem for a while. And you can argue that the giants are going to continue to play competitive baseball again next year. This ain't an
2: easy division. So they got to figure out either clean house, ship it in, start drafting well or start to build. That's it. That's they're, they're a huge disappointment for me. Disappointment
0: player wise. I think this one goes without saying Christian Yelich just,
2: yeah, we we talked, we talked
0: about this briefly. I think that was a situation where Mm -hmm. you, you start to press as a hitter when you know that you've got a short season on deck and you get off you don't to a a of stuff to figure it out yeah. yeah and if you're a guy that needs that full one and i'm not trying to make excuses for him but i'm just saying like that's just how certain guys are like you need you need to know that you're going to have a full season To assuming you're a guy that's not like on the fringe who who's playing for a contract or like playing for his life at that point mm-hmm. if you're a guy like Christian Yelich or you're an established guy and you know that you've got a 162 to kind of figure it out you can relax a little bit, but if you only yeah. got if you if you're ten games in and you're you've got a sixth of the season already done, it's like mm, yeah, figure it out. And I just don't think he could. Um, another guy for me, kind of in the same boat. And I think it goes back to the video conversation. But JD Martinez just that was
1: on my list also.
0: Brutal year for JD. I mean, it's probably a career year for some scrubs in the league,
1: but. For J.D. Martinez, the standards... And he's a hitting guru, man. And I I think that's what's cool about him is that other guys in the clubhouse go to him for hitting advice and hitting help. And it's just... I get it, the whole video restrictions during in-game stuff. That was his vibe. That's his thing. He's primarily a DH, so, like, he's got a whole lot of time to go watch video. But, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like, you're still a professional hitter. And for you to just... Mm. Slide down as far as he did.
0: Nah, I mean, I get the whole professional hitter thing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to bail him out. And really anybody like I think uh Baez was another guy that was talking about the video. I'm I, I gotta bail these guys out, or give them the benefit of the doubt rather. If that's all you know and that's how you prepare as a quote unquote professional hitter. And that's the way you approach every single day. And then that just gets ripped away. Like, I don't care. Like, Oh, 50 years ago, heck even 10 years ago, they didn't have this kind of technology. Okay. Well, these guys do and it's how they've Mm -hmm. developed players. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that argument really holds any water, but I mean, I get it. I'm not going to, Point fingers at these guys and be like, well, no, figure that's it fair. Out. And
1: I'm just saying, I didn't expect numbers to drop off that much.
0: No, I agree, especially for a guy like that.
1: But, um, well, you stole one of mine. JD was one of mine. Um, one big name for me is Chris Bryant. Mm. Yikes. Um, this was your put up or shut up kind of year. Um, the Cubs have a lot of decisions coming up. Yeah. If I'm the Cubs, I gotta start maybe focusing on bias and Rizzo instead to me, Chris Bryan is just, there's, there's always some type of ache or pain bugging him every year.
0: Plus I feel like he's already got a foot out the door anyway. And I think the club knows that. Yeah. I think it's I a agree.
1: mutual foot,
0: foot out the door kind of. Situation. So that,
1: that um, yeah, that one's just a big one for me. I think uh, and, and again, we talked about this midseason when they were leading the league. They had the most wins in the league halfway through the season, I think, or close to it. And you and I were both like, mm, not going to stick around because Baez are struggling. Bryant was struggling. Their rotation and bullpen were overperforming. So for me, like that, he is a pillar for their success. But he is also a big reason why they fell off, man. For him to not wake up at all this year, it's tough. So big piece for another club at some point. Can play left field, can play third base. I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually takes some reps at first base. But he's, you know, He's got to figure it out mechanically while he's hitting. I've never really been a huge fan of his swing, but uh, he's very much a topspin guy. He's very... Yeah everything he hits is like you look at his home runs and they're always within the first five or 10 rows in left field kind of thing. You never really destroy a baseball. It's all this topspin stuff. Topspin doubles down the line eh, just doesn't do it for me. Um, but either way, tough to see him decline like that.
0: Speaking of declining, let's transition into some talk about these new hires
2: we got any surprise players? We doing that? Did you do any? Yeah, we did surprise players. We did? I don't think I we did. did. Yeah, like positive
0: surprises? Yeah. Who? I did Yastrzemski and Nelson Cruz.
1: I don't... You mixed those in after the positives? Did I mix them in? I don't think I mixed them in. I don't know if you had positive. Surprises. I don't. So it's cool. We just. <laughs> right on. I just forgot about your
0: guys. <laughs> I feel like you did. I can't. I even... don't think I did. I think you did.
1: I mean, I I talked about the Cardinals missing out on two guys. Those would be my positive guys. Both former Cardinals that they got rid of. Luke voigt Randy Rosarana. That's an easy one with Randy. But sure, those are my positive guys. That could have I, I think I saw a stat today on MLB network that Randy Rosarena and um and Luke Voigt, I think had more home runs than any of like all of the Cardinals combined or something like that. Something weird. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to see that. It was something not good. Um
0: transition into some talk here about the new hires. Mm-hmm. relatively big news, shocking news. I feel like for some people, yeah, Socks going out and get a, getting a 76 year old Tony La Russa, which in case you were wondering is the oldest in the league beating dusty Baker's 71 by five years. I mean, I don't like, what it. are we doing here? I don't like it. I can see, I can see it from both sides. I really can. And I, I feel like people that are coming out just ripping the the decision. I kind of come to Tony's defense a little bit, mm-hmm. but then the people that are like praising it, I'm like, mm, let's let's slow the roll a little bit. But I feel like I have to objectively lean more towards the what are we doing side because, I mean.
1: I mean, maybe it's just structured a little differently. And And for the most part, what we see is let's bring in this new manager, this fun young guy. When in reality, we, we know that ball club is being run by the front office. Maybe that's what the White Sox don't want to do. Maybe the front office is very hands-off in that organization, and they want Tony Larusa to do everything. It's hard to see guys like Tony Larusa, Dusty Baker, and even a little bit younger, and Joe Girardi, the reason he left New York, was for these guys to be able to listen to the front office. And say, hey, we're gonna make a lot of the decisions. We're gonna make a lot of the calls, and we're gonna use a lot of analytics that you weren't used to as a former manager or player.
2: It's just, I, I love Tony Russa. This my theory is he's just a spy for Manfred.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you want to get into conspiracies, we can talk. He's been working. He's been working the MLB front office. He's yeah, a spy. So he's he's jumped around the league a little bit. Interesting. He was with the Sox there for a little bit. Maybe Manfred was kind of like, you know what? Here, let's see what we got going on over here. I'm not going to get into that. That's on you. If you want to own that conspiracy, go with it. Manfred's Um, I quote tweeted a take uh, last week from Carl Ravage, which I thought was a great point. He said, Tony La Russa won't be asked to steal a base, hit a ball or play defense. His role is to put his players in the best position to do so. His staff will relate to the great young players. The players should see three rings, and respect his experience thankfully 76 is not dead so to your point this very much might be a situation where it's like we need a guy that can go out there and just fill yeah. out the x's and o's sure and leave then, the relating and all the youthfulness to the guys that are in the
1: absolutely and maybe maybe it is the fact that you can bring in some really young fun staff members you know your bench coach your hitting coach your bullpen coach pitching coach. Maybe those guys can be a little bit younger and be the ones to relate to your players. I mean, who know? maybe you know Bill Belichick has Josh McDaniels, who's running his offense. Players don't go around, Bill Belichick, man. Leave me alone. Maybe there's some type of similar scenario that the White Sox are setting up to where you go and get a great young pitching coach, a great young hitting coach to go with Tony
2: LaRusa. And let Tony Russo fill out the lineup. I don't know. But what I can say is that baseball's changed since
1: the last time he's managed. This isn't let your don't this isn't let your starter go out for 120 and get you to seven innings and we hand it off to two guys. This is okay. Maybe sometimes throughout the year, we're gonna use this guy for the first inning and then bounce and use it as a bullpen day. Things have changed quite a bit.
0: Well, I think the thing he has working for him in that regard, at least, is he's very much been on the the front-facing side of baseball. He hasn't necessarily – he's been behind the scenes in the sense that, yes, he's not in a dugout, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's just transitioned it's to not like some – He hasn't been at home chilling. Some development role or like or something like – yeah, chilling at home. He's like very much been –
2: he mm-hmm. He's been aware facing, of what's
0: going on. Yeah. Yeah, he's aware of the the evolution. Uh, you could say I don't. Know.
1: This is it's just weird. It's like seeing Joe Torrey come back. Um, it's just it's a different age. I don't know if it's going to be successful or not. For Tony's sake, I I'm a huge fan of Tony Russo. I love the guy. I think he's a quintessential baseball name and, you know, a staple for managers in our generation. I hope he succeeds. Maybe Don Mattingly style. Don Mattingly was struggled in LA. Seems to have found his niche with the Marlins. Maybe Tony has that same success.
0: He will become the first manager in baseball history to return to managing after being elected to the Hall of Fame.
2: It's wild. Dusty Baker isn't in the Hall of Fame yet? I guess not as a manager, huh? To I'm, trying to think. I'm trying to think. He he got let go
0: by the Nats, and then where did he go after the Nats? Was that it? Did he take that was a, little, it. He took a little hiatus there?
2: Mm-hmm. I think that was it.
0: Would that have been I'm trying to think? I can't remember when Davey Martinez first started with the Nats. I guess No, you
1: had you had Manny Acta, you had
0: No, 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 no. Dusty Baker wasn't that long, long ago. Maniac, was, yeah, Maniac, it was before Dusty Baker.
1: Was he? Yeah. Let's look. You had, uh, who was the old guy that managed the Orioles?
0: Oh, yeah. Maniac, it was like way, way back. He was, who was the Dusty, yeah. Dusty Baker was the, the last guy before Davey Martinez. Really? Yeah. Which is what I thought. I would have guessed. What's his face?
1: Who's the guy before him? Matt Williams. No. Davey, Davey Johnson. David
2: Johnson, that's who yep. I was thinking of. Yep. All right. Fair. My bad. It's true. Uh What's wrong. Wild. Uh all that to say,
0: yeah, his last year with the Nats, or only year, I guess. No. He's not in the Hall of Fame, though. No. no, two years,
2: sixteen and seventeen. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess not. Huh? Um as a manager, mm-hmm. the
0: the nugget was regarding managing. So LaRusse yeah. is the first guy to come back. Um, but the thing that gets me with this whole, whole situation is when, like I said, I, I can see it from both sides and I feel like I can equally approach each side with the same amount of intensity where it's like, okay, on this side, what are we doing? But on this side, like, no, yeah, stop. you don't know what you're talking about to all these people that are just ripping the decision to shreds. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of validity there. Like people are like, now, why would you? Why would you hire this old white dude to come coach all these Latin superstars when there's just going to be no connection there?
2: <laughs>
0: people forget the guy. Well, they don't forget. They didn't even probably didn't even know he's fluent in Spanish. Not a nice. lot of people know that. I like that. So, I mean, that's a
1: massive plus. Big perk. And you're, finna, you're forgetting about one pretty important Latin player that was his for a while. Uh, Albert Pujols. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's okay with Latin players. We need to get rid of that. Yeah, there we right go. Right away.
0: And then our guy da- continuing this thread, our guy Dallas tweeted. I think shortly after the the decision or the hiring, rather, talking about. Well, this guy is very much like anti-flash, anti. Let the kids play. He Dallas tweeted. He said he coached Ricky Henderson of all people,
1: <laughs> the King of flash
0: and Ricky Henderson's still living. He's still kicking. So Larusa obviously didn't kill him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got that working for him, but I don't know. I, like I said, I can see it both ways, but I think just for me, it's just the age aspect of it. I'm not taking anything away from his experience, his sure. ability to put an incredible lineup together and have that, Unlike what we just saw in the World Series, has that feel to know, okay, yep. this is this guy's he knows the time, heartbeat of the game, knows the heartbeat. This is this guy's time, or this guy doesn't have it, even though he's telling me he does. He's yeah. out of here. Yeah. He's got that. I don't doubt that whatsoever. But for me, it's just six. It it's
1: mm. a big age difference. That's cool. That's I fair. I don't know. Yeah.
0: But all that to say, like you said, wish him nothing but the best.
1: I hope oh, he yeah. succeeds. I'm rooting I'm I love the White Sox, dude. Love what they're doing. They're rooting for them in the central.
0: If he could take them and run with it with that club, that would be an exciting team to watch because you've got I mean, an imagine, le-
1: imagine a White Sox Padres World Series. That see. I mean,
0: that would be fire. But I mean you've got you've got an electric lineup with a very well known and established coach.
1: hmm I'm mean, gonna change the script a little bit.
0: I mean, he's got what? Like the third most wins in, I think, it was, I, think I read that. Third most wins as, as a Lisa manager. Price.
1: Incredible. But Who else we got? We got uh, A.J. Hinch in Detroit.
0: A.J. Hinch, what are your thoughts on this, my guy?
1: Um, random, but the more I dug in, the more I understood it. Um, they're, they're a team that has a lot of young potential. A lot of high prospects. Did you think it was random, though? I thought it was a little weird. I didn't think so. I don't know if I love the fit, honestly. I, it's a perfect fit for him and for them. I just think – I say the, the reason I don't know if I feel if it's a perfect fit is not because of the quality or style of managing or what he did with a team that was also young and had a lot of prospects. It's more the negativity that's going to be brought on. And but
0: nobody's going to be paying attention. And that's why it's a perfect fit.
1: I'm not, I disagree because I think you're going to have young stop. players. that are going to be coming up in this organization. that are going to have to answer tough questions about their new manager, difficult questions. And those players, I'm sorry, don't have the experience to handle those kind of questions yet. I mean, okay. That's, that's
0: one thing. I think I just read that Matthew Boyd came out and said that he's not going to judge his new manager. For what, he, for what he said to deal with or what he did in the past, which
1: I can respect.
0: But to your point, these like real young guys that are just not coming up, guys that just made their debut this exactly. past season.
1: When you're talking about a Casey Mize coming up, you're talking about a possibly a Spencer Torkelson coming up. Those are, those are guys that are going to be fielding questions that – and it's going to be, oh, spring training until the season starts and it may fade away towards the, you know, the middle of the season for that conversation. But that's all AJ Hinch is going to have to field question wise. And it's going to be the same old answer from every young player in Detroit saying, I don't know, man, I wasn't there. I don't know, man. I wasn't there. That had nothing to do with me. He's a tiger. Now I'm a tiger. And it's going to get old. It's going to be a difficult question. As far as fit goes, I think it's great. As far as style and quality of manager, I'm not saying he's not hes hes not a good manager. He can relate to players. He's a player's coach. Knows how to work with younger guys. Maybe this conversation fades away after a few years and he repeats what he did success-wise with the Tigers.
2: I think it's a great fit because you've got a
0: team that outside of detroit nobody cares about nobody's gonna be watching
1: they're not doing anything anytime soon
0: which very much benefits aj hinge because yeah it's like he's gonna to have to answer these questions but from the detroit media what
1: mm-hmm. what does that <laughs> even mean no that's fair
0: we're not sending him to the bronx we're yeah. not sending him to philly yeah so for me it's a perfect fit because the Tigers, in my opinion, like say what you want about the Astros thing, and we've obviously said our piece, and we don't need to rehash that. But say what you will about the guy; he's a he's a, a brilliant baseball mind. People have said that across the league. They mm-hmm. had been saying that before this whole thing went down. There are people saying it after this whole thing went down as a way of kind of defending his what was left of his honor, I guess. Yeah. Um, you. The Tigers go out and just snatch this baseball – I don't want to call him a baseball genius, but as I said, a brilliant baseball mind. I don't know. And you can just Baseball genius isn't
1: that far of a stretch. Honestly, when you're talking about uh, managing in 30 teams at any point, you're somewhat of a baseball genius.
0: Yeah, that's a solid point. But it's like you go and just snatch this guy, and then it's like you – you grab him. You grab your toys. You take your team. You go over here and play in the corner a little bit, and you just you start mold. You just start molding the way, and yeah. see what comes of it. And nobody's going to even care about it because he's in Detroit. Yeah. Look what happened with. I mean, it's it's not exactly the same situation, obviously, but like look at a Marwin Gonzalez mm-hmm. leaves the Astros, goes up to Minnesota. He, yeah, he he makes a statement, but after that, nobody really cares. Were we really talking when Marvin Gonzalez steps up to the plate for the Twins? Is Didn't anybody matter. really talking yeah. about it?
1: No, kind of forgettable. That's
0: fair. No, this is a good argument. I like this, and I think that's what's going to happen in Detroit. Is they they got they went out and got their guy, and then they're going to throw him into this pool of young talent, solid pitching talent.
1: Yeah, no, this is a and fair just point. see what they come up with. I like it. I like it because you're right. The talk of the town is the White Sox. Cleveland maybe doing something, maybe you know, shedding a couple of players. The conversation is is about other teams in that division. So that's that's a fair point. I don't hate it.
0: My question to you: If he fails as a manager, what do you what do you credit that to? Where do you point the finger?
1: Uh, I think you have to associate his success. You have to take a lot of the percentage towards the Astros players performing well. You have to say that that's the reason why he succeeded as a manager. If he can't take any success into Detroit with a young group who's you know a promising future, if he can't succeed with them, And I do think he needs time. I think you got to give the guy at least four years, five years to do something, but that's still going to be the conversation. If he can't figure it out and turn the corner for the Tigers, you know, eh, you have to kind of just say, well, the only reason you succeeded is because of a really good roster down in Houston and a little bit of a scandal.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I would take it a step further and say, looking past the talent that the Astros had and, We've already talked about it. A very talented team. They didn't need to cheat.
1: No, they really didn't. And you can look at defensive pitching. You can see the success there.
0: I mean, stuff. That had up nothing in, to
1: do with cheating. another so,
0: lineup. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if he fails, if he comes up after three, four years and just doesn't yeah. really have anything to show for it, doesn't have a postseason appearance, they're going to, I mean, you know, there people are gonna be coming out of the woodworks and being like, you needed a scandal to succeed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Never mind the the success of your your roster. You needed a yeah. scandal to do what you did. Yeah. I don't know. And then he's gonna have to answer to that, but
1: Time will tell. That'll be episode eight hundred and forty two by the time we answer that.
0: If it if it ends up being episode eight hundred and forty two, I'm gonna be wildly <laughs> impressed.
1: Um, Yo, I'll remember it. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, I'll put a reminder on my <laughs> phone. Just like I did that Five time when I had, to, on the road. I had to make up my mind about the twins. You remember that? Oh, it was painful. Ooh. We were still on the fence. Um, let's talk free agent predictions here. Yep. I'm just going to let you know right off the bat here. Well, I should have said this earlier when we started, but it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy episode, but it's the last one for like a month. So yeah. hopefully... You'll just be able to milk this out for the next month <laughs> and break it up into pieces, break it up into yeah. segments for all we care. Um, I didn't make note of all of the notable free agents, but I have like eight to 10 of like the more well-known, the more talked about okay. guys. So we can, you can kind of give your thoughts on it. Okay. And then more importantly, give your prediction for where you think they end up.
2: So okay. leading us off here, Trevor Bauer. Uh, I, th- I think there's going to be a scenario where I could
1: see him teaming up with a team that's kind of close. Confidence, swagger,
0: Close and makes sense. You mean,
2: mixed, I mean close we... to
1: close to getting there. Close to gotcha. close to a ring. Okay. I and I'm not taking any finances into this because I didn't dig into these teams' financial ability. I gotta say either White Sox, Padres, based on fit, based on he he can be the guy. You know, you've you've got support in that. Rotation, you have a Clevenger, you have a Lamette. On the other side, you got a Lucas Giolito, you got a Dallas Keiko. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I could see him wanting to be completing, you know, something of like a big three scenario in a rotation somewhere. I don't see him doing another Cincinnati Reds where you're basically bolstering that rotation on your own. And granted Luis Castillo, you know, is good, but still I don't see him seeing, you know, in that kind of realm. Um so as much as you want him to be a Red Sock, I don't know. I don't know if E Have is I said enough. that I know you want him to. Have I said Are, that? You, I, don't, I don't think you've come out in public. No, and you I don't think it. I, I... want it. No.
0: One, I don't think I've said that too. I don't necessarily want that. There you don't. is there is a guy or two on this list that I have that I, I certainly next want. one, yeah, certainly one on the Red Sox. But yeah. for Trevor Bauer, I mean, I think the thing you got to look at with him, and you can't you can't underestimate the value of this for him specifically, is where's somewhere he can go where he can grow his brand, and he yep. can grow his company. Yep, because. I don't know if you guys have been paying all that much attention dude is on a absolute troll tour right now with trying to express interest in building his own brand. He knows exactly what he's doing. He, for all we know, he probably hasn't made up in his mind where he's going, but he is just driving fan bases crazy. Some good, some bad.
1: And I think that's why I lean towards a fan base. That's almost resurrected in a sense. You have a White Sox and a Padres fan base that is now being rejuvenated and reintroduced into good baseball again.
2: I think he fits right in.
0: See, I have him going to San Diego. It just seems like a good fit for him. He's on the West Coast, so he's close to uh, Arizona, which I believe he that's where he lives in the offseason. Might be i want to say that. yes but i don't know i know he, he was there this year there's something there it might be like where he he does a lot of the work for his for his momentum company yeah um and a lot of stuff like in spring training and all that just good content for him so
1: and he's close with his agent i know she's based in california as well so i mean it just it makes sense
0: or no is she based in arizona too she might be arizona
1: well, I know she lives – I follow her on Instagram. She lives in California. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if her company is based there or not. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, to your point, White Sox also a great fit on the flip side. Yeah. On the, on, in the other league. I mean, I, I think the White Sox, for similar but different reasons, would be a good fit for him content-wise, business-wise. Like, you, you're you just surrounded by a, yeah phenomenal group of talent uh, of players with a lot of talent and like you to your point very much on the rise poised to do something big and i think the, you give up
1: a, a, I think you bring up a, a great point instead of the fact that i it's not it's obviously not about the money sure he's gonna want to get what he deserves he doesn't care what the contract looks like he's he's notorious for doing small deals.
0: Yeah, he, he, he very well may just take a brand. He very well may just take a year contract for the rest of his career.
1: He cares about his brand, fit, style. He's never going to be in the position he was when he was an Indian. And you look at some teams that a lot of fans want him to go to, he doesn't fit in as a Yankee. Not gonna work. He cannot be himself in that market. Same thing with the Red Sox, in my opinion. Which is a reason I don't even want to entertain that idea i
0: don't we don't need we don't need him here i mean it'd be great we we need him
1: here but we don't need him we i completely agree i would love to see him as the yankee i would love to see that that fun fiery side of things but it just doesn't fit he can't be himself and if he is he's gonna be scrutinized for it i like i love san diego as a
2: fit spot on speaking of the bronx dj LeMahieu. You got him staying? I got him
1: staying. Um, Likewise. For the reason being that he had better offers when he was a free agent last time. He chose New York. He chose that. He had more money, and he had more years elsewhere. He chose to be a Yankee. He chose to be a winner. That guy is straight business. And he just, he, it's just the fit that makes so much sense. And the way they can bounce him around between second, third, and first, and he gets to be used every day in multiple ways, it keeps him fresh. That ballpark is built for him. It, it, he's made to, to do his thing there. Um, yeah, I think
0: we can put I that. I can't whole- imagine
1: you being an MVP finalist and choosing to go somewhere else. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I think we can put that whole course Field notion to rest. About- yeah, the guy,
1: the guy knows how to hit. Yeah. Get that out of here. Professional hitter.
0: Yeah. I see him going there. I do think, however, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like he shot himself in the foot a little bit because didn't he express the fact that he wanted to stay in New York prior mm. to this whole.
1: I mean, I, I think that was an in-season answer. Um, I don't know.
0: I just feel like guys give up. I mean, I get it. I get why they do it, but I just feel like the, the automatic, an inherent downside of that is you kind of give up a little bit of leverage. I feel like
1: knowing. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the qualifying offers out there, I think like 18 something. uh, 18.9, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And uh, the Yankees are in trouble. I'm going to say that right now. They're in there. If they choose LeMahieu, that's who they choose. Tanaka Walks. And basically any outside free agent also walks. It is just LeMahieu. And I think if it if that's going to be your focus, you got to go all in. I think he gets whatever deal he wants. How old is he right now? He's like 30. 33, I think. I 32, 34, 33, 34. 34, somewhere in that range. Yeah, 32, I mean, 33, 34, somewhere in there. He's an anomaly. Like, Three, you, shouldn't I, be,
0: you shouldn't be hitting that well. I mean, I have Nelson Cruz.
1: No problem doing. Let's just say he's thirty-three. We'll split. We'll split our guesses in half. Well, we got let's to just say he's thirty-three. Here. Yeah, I guess. What are you thinking, contract-wise?
2: Um, I think four years, eighty. Four eighty. He is. Oh, thirty-two. Okay. Four years, eighty. Oh, yeah, I
1: between eighty and ninety. I think is okay i would probably venture to say he would be okay with that as well i don't think you can backload it with this guy i think you got to give him what he deserves an mvp finalist needs to be making 20 million a year
0: god i just wish he didn't play for the yankees i i respect that dude so much he's just a ball player he's a
1: ball player and he just it's got him it's the clean (sighs) shaven and the and he just shows up every day and he just is constantly ready to work constantly grinding out and I mean you can watch a, a game where he's playing and he may walk or strike out in the first inning and you're like maybe he's not going to have a good day no he's still going to find a way to get two hits he doesn't it's waste a happens. he doesn't and that's it's a perfect fit for him and I think Aaron Boone uses him perfectly
0: also saying in the Bronx Masahiro Tanaka
1: just touch on it. Yeah, I think he's gone. I think he's, it's got to go at this point. I mean, he's, he's a solid, very solid number three or four piece for any other rotation. Um, I could see some, some team that has a chance getting some depth there. You always have to think maybe Girardi swooping him up and getting him in Philly. Um, I think somewhere like the Nationals would be another good fit. Um, but here's one thing is that he he's he's suffered two injuries on the bases before, so it's kind of tricky to see him in the national league um,
0: it's It's tough with the uncertainty surrounding the whole universal d h thing moving forward, yeah,
1: so I don't know. I, but I mean, if you're thinking depth in rotation, I think he's a perfect number three four spot. I, it's tough to figure out a team. I, I don't know.
0: Well, the thing with Philly, which I think is would be a potential great landing spot for him, but because he has such great success in the postseason, it's like you gotta get there if you're mm-hmm. Philly in order to yeah. see that. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, with the whole DH thing, it's tough not knowing where where the yeah. future of that stands. So good to know. You see him getting or you see him walking out of town.
1: Tough to see him go. I just they can't afford him. They're really adamant about staying underneath the uh, the luxury tax, and it's basically all about getting DJ his money and letting young guys prove themselves, and hopefully they can do something with a very similar roster.
2: Marcelo Zuna. Ready? I think he
1: stays with the Braves, bro. I think really? he has to, bro. That's such a a solid outfield with and and again he's he's uh, I wouldn't say a plus defender. It's tough to say even average defender in that, left field, but
0: that's an atmosphere for him though.
1: Yeah, perfect. And you got uh, Pache, who's going to be most likely starting in center field with them in the future, and Acuna holding it down in right. I mean, and that's it's <laughs> a lot of skill. It's a lot of talent. Good for him for betting on himself big time um another
2: uh, another spot i could i could imagine oddly enough would be the mets disagree i mean it it could be likely but
1: the mets are going to go in the mets get, are going to go in on this in free mind. agency 100 all
0: right with that said help me help me figure out something here help me Help me work through a situation here. The next two guys on my list, I both have listed as the same team, not because I think they're both going to end up there, but because I think it's going to be one or the other. And I think they it's need gonna, to get one. It's going to have to be one or the other. Marcelo Zuna and George Springer, I have both listed under Boston.
1: Definitely, I, definitely agree with you with George Springer.
0: And I and I've been hearing a lot of talk about George Springer being that guy, but if it's one of those situations where you can't get Springer for whatever reason, could you see Ozuna going to Boston?
1: No, I don't think so. One, because left field is very difficult to play there. I think Benintendi has that down pat and obviously offensive stuff has to be figured out soon, but then you almost get pigeonholed with that DH spot. Where it can really only be J.D Martinez or or, Mar- or Marcelo Zuna at that point, and that's difficult, man. I don't know if I love that situation. I think George Springer is exactly where they need to spend their money. Yukon Kid,
2: born and raised in Connecticut. that's his area, man. that's his that's his area. And
1: when you talk about postseason success. That's a town that freaking eats up postseason excess, man. You can you can do whatever you want during the regular season, but if you succeed in the postseason, you're immortalized. So I think it's a perfect fit for him. And that guy plays anywhere in the outfield. I mean, if if you let I think it's an upgrade from JBJ as an overall player, I think he's a I think JBJ is a better defender than pretty much anyone else on this list. But as an overall player, with the monster, all day. Give me George Springer, all day. Marcel, I just don't think he's versatile enough. And I don't think they need to pigeon pigeonhole themselves, handcuff themselves at the DH spot between just him and JD.
0: Just so we're clear, that is a hill I will forever be willing to die on. Jackie Bradley Jr. is the best defensive center fielder in baseball. The Rays Twitter account can throw out stat cast numbers and all this other nonsense for Kevin Kiermeyer. It's Jackie Bradley Jr. I'm sorry. They're like, I don't need you don't need to put numbers in my face. We already saw
1: that putting numbers out there doesn't necessarily help for the Rays. Well, I mean I, I think the Boston's just a much more difficult center field to play. You have that crazy triangle that's 420 out there. You've got the wall that you're playing you know, if you're obviously playing center field, it's to your right. You've got the short fence to your to your left. You you, you it's you're stuck in no man's land for a lot of a lot of positions there. You know, the fact that he didn't win a Gold Glove every year that he was there is crazy to me. It's just a
0: baseball crime. Uh, moving down the list here, Michael Brantley, another Astro. I feel like the Astros keep him around. Yeah. I feel like George Springer walks, but I feel like they find a way to keep him around. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, the dude's just a professional hitter. We've said that time and time again. I feel like that's just a good fit for him.
1: I think think he leaves. I don't know if I can pick a team right now. It's really tough. No, you don't need to pick a team, but if you got him leaving, you got him leaving. I do think he leaves and this kind of reminds me of a little bit of an older situation, but I think this reminds me of DJ LeMahieu a few years ago. I don't think he's going to get a huge offer or a huge deal, but I think he's going to bring huge value. You said it, professional hitter. That guy is a difficult at bat no matter what, no matter the scenario. I, I could see him I'm granted, I'm not gonna say he's gonna turn around next year or two years from now and be in an MVP conversation, but there's no reason that you can put that guy anywhere in the lineup. You're gonna get a solid A B. You're gonna you can surround him by anybody.
2: You're gonna need a solid A B. Um ah, I, I, I don't know if I could pick a team. Could
0: you pick a team for JT Real
1: Muto? Mets. I think that's kind of everybody's consensus in my mind
0: Ooh.
1: yeah Mets
2: Ooh, you don't think the Padres try to push the nope. limit a little bit Nope. no nope. Mets Best
0: stretch their payroll a little bit you don't think a Padres got and snag him
1: no I think he's a Met um I think it's just gonna all uh, that's just gonna destroy the Phillies, man. That's just gonna eat at the Phillies yeah, what you, so much. If you're
0: the Phillies, what do you do it? Like, if you haven't signed him at this point, yeah. Like they were campaigning for that all season long. Like yep. Harper, what was it? He was taking like BP that day, and like yelled up at the at the at the box and was like, yep. "Sign him." Yeah. Like, I might be wrong. I don't think that's a guy you wanna you wanna piss off. I don't think you wanna piss off the face of your franchise. Yeah. When he's literally telling you, sign this man. Yeah. And it's not like he's a scrub.
1: See, and, and the reason I say this is because um, business-wise, more on the business side of things, the organizational side of things, the Padres can look at next year and know that they're in a perfect position. If we have fans back, we are filling this stadium up. We have a team that's going to compete. We have an affordable payroll. We're going to make a lot of money for these next few years and not have to pay out too much. The Mets are in the freaking dump. They need to figure it out. Trading for an, you know, an aged only run on my heels at 70% Robinson Cano isn't going to get it done. You got to get, you got to get real Muto, bro. You got to sell some tickets.
0: I mean, new owner, new owner, want to make a
1: splash, spend some money. It's a willingness to to spend
0: a lot of money. I think I saw a quote recently that said that the intention there with that business move is to make the Mets, the East Coast Dodgers in terms of payroll. And there's no reason you can't approach to paying guys.
1: No reason you can't. And this is where it starts. They need one of these names that we've mentioned already. Need. Need. Uh, and Nelson- and t- to be fair, the, the whole Stroman qualifying offer is ridiculous. Makes no sense to me. Anyway. Well, I was going to say Nelson Cruz, but let's talk,
0: let's talk Marcus Stroman. What's, what's your deal with him?
1: Hmm. I, I just, I don't see him as a headlining rotation piece. You can't put him in the conversation of, you know, I would I if I'm the mess, I'm going to get Bauer before I'm not Bauer, I'm going to get uh Corey Kluber before I'm getting Strowman. I just I I don't I don't know. It I could see Strowman going anywhere, bro. I feel like he's just a coattail kind of player. And I'm not talking trash about his personality or the way he is. He's just he needs to very quietly do his thing, statistic-wise.
0: He doesn't do anything quiet, Nate. We know that And I
1: mean statistic-wise, he needs to. He can't be in the spotlight constantly every start. So he needs to be surrounded by love. He needs to be surrounded by pieces. And New York ain't the place to do it.
0: Nelson Cruz. I think this is pretty easy. Just takes a small deal with the Twins, one-year deal.
2: Mm-hmm. pretty safe yeah. to say yeah charlie morton uh,
1: i don't know man if you don't like the the situation of the offer retire i think this i think he waits a long time i think he waits out a lot of this to see what spring training is going to be set up like to see what next season is going to be you know structured like to see how this pandemic starts to kind of phase out and hopefully, you know, we get some regularity back. I think he waits a long time. Um, I don't think he stays a Ray.
0: I've got kind of a dark horse pick. This is actually like my, this is my, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily convinced it's going to happen, but. Would be stoked if it did, because then I can look back on this particular quote and mm-hmm. just make a nice little graphic for it.
2: If he can't agree to terms with the Rays, could we see could we see
0: a struggling Los Angeles Angels team go out and pick him up?
2: Love that.
1: Love that. Uh Red Sox, I think, would be another great fit. Um and and it's kind of this like, it's a one year deal. I don't think he gets two. maybe a club option, one year and a club option. Um,
0: I hadn't even thought about the Red Sox. That's actually not a bad
1: not maybe a bad twelve, fit. maybe like t- between ten and thirteen million a year. Um, I I think it's a it's a high reward, low risk move for both of those teams. Angels are a great pick. Red Sox are a great pick. The Mets again are a great pick. That are just they need to rebuild that rotation and get depth in there. Um, and you need to be able to back up Cindergard and DeGrom. Um Yeah, I well, think either, ca- any of those three teams would be good. But I, I mean, he just seems like a Red Sox, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I was about to say I literally hadn't even considered that as a possibility. But now that you mention it, I feel like he would he very just much. Kind of seems like one. He would bring that Jake Peavy, Bulldog vibe.
1: Yeah, like a Jake Peavy, Nathan Ivaldi type fit. Yes, I like that. Yeah.
0: I I feel like I'm going to have to stick with my Angels pick because I was pretty excited about that pick. I like that one.
1: I really do. The Angels, that's a Strowman pick for me maybe. Also Kluber. If you're going to come up on his name at any point. I
0: actually didn't have Kluber. I had three, well, two more guys ready to talk Strowman. Like I said, didn't get the full comprehensive list, but I just figured these were some guys that we had been talking about this year and figured we would inevitably get to talking to them once the off season hit. But the next guy on my list, friend of the pod, Liam Hendricks. Please don't say the Dodgers because I've been, I've been seeing the Dodgers turn around. Don't say the Dodgers.
2: Here's don't, the thing, the Dodgers I don't
1: need really, it. really, really love. I would love to see him stay in Oakland, but this man deserves a bag.
2: He does, and they're not going to get. He it. deserves a bag. You know who's uh, willing to San Diego to wouldn't be crazy. Mm. Kirby no. Yates is gone too. Not a not a bad pick.
0: Not crazy. You know who would be willing to maybe invest Mets, in a little again, bit again, not pitching? crazy.
1: Mets have to get no, one of these pieces at some no, point.
0: No, forget the Mets. You know who would be willing
2: to spend a little bit of money on some pitching? Hmm. I think you know. Do I? Yes, you know. <laughs> who? Is it not obvious? I've already
0: said multiple times, so I want them to end up the with The Angels? It. Nate.
1: Just say it. The Red Sox?
0: Yes. He's not going there. He's going to Boston. I've never been more sure of something in my life. No. I'm
1: <laughs> yeah, I like how you just looked to the corner of your eye before you said that Stop. typical liar. Stop.
0: <laughs> I look to my left too. Yeah, I think that's the direction you look when you're lying. Um, oh, just yeah, I'm not saying it would happen, but oh god. I would I would be hitting him the second he's that announcement were to come out i'm hitting him up being like bro send me a jersey and it's going up right behind me dead center on the wall yeah
1: yeah i I, he deserves a grip bro he deserves a lot of money he is hands down the top reliever in this class if you need bullpen help, he's the one to to get. There's this is something to where if you're in a position at any point as a team
2: saying we can only get one guy, there's this is this is a lock. A lot of other the, a lot of other
1: guys on this quest on this list are question marks. He's not. He is a lock. You're talking Charlie Morton with age. Talking Marcus Stroman with commitment slash injury issues. Nelson Cruz, age. Trevor Bauer, what he does off the field. George Springer, how he performs during the regular season. All these other names, Real Muto is probably a pretty solid pick too. But other than that, the rest of the list aren't locks. Liam Hendricks is a lock. That guy is a guarantee. If you need bullpen help, go get him.
0: I mean, the Red Sox need all sorts of help, so why not start with the
1: little
2: touch-up? I see of the the Cubs bullpen. too. We'll stop! Keep.
0: Stop
1: it! <laughs> I can see the Cubs. You're getting in. Help.
0: You're getting in the way of me trying to speak this into existence. <laughs> Lastly, here, fellow A, Marcus Simeon stays. Agreed. I think he really missed out by just. Luck of the draw did not enter free agency following his MVP yeah. caliber season in, yeah. I guess, 7, 2019. Tough break for him. Didn't have the greatest year this year.
1: I think he stays, and and it, for that reason being, he's comfortable there, and the A's can can say, "Hey, bro, you just had a really bad year." Yeah, the think A's you have, know what they get So them. many options over there. Yeah, agreed. On the other side. Maybe the grass isn't greener.
0: That's all I had player wise. It sounded like you wanted to talk Kluber though. Do you have a, a pick for him? I know. Well, Mets, I mean I, Angels. Yeah.
1: I mean if if you're the Angels, this is this is prime. You have to see blood and water right now.
2: I mean, there there is arms on this list that you gotta just go get. You just you
1: have to, you need depth so freaking much. You need depth. And it's going to be tough, man. I, I'm a little surprised. I think Kluber wants a contender. So I'm a little surprised to see him say no to that qualifying offer. I don't think he gets that much money. He's not worth $18 million or more. Not in my mind.
2: I give him 10 $11. you are on an ace, bro. Sorry. But... Incredible depth, professional, bulldog mentality. I don't know, but overall, I, the
1: one thing I can say I'm very comfortable saying is that the Mets are getting Ryon Moto. Very comfortable saying that because, right, yeah, like, you can you can arguably look at that rotation and be like, ah, we're always going to be pretty good pitching wise. So that's like your. That's my lock. That's my. That's that's your right in stone. Right in pick. stone pick. I man, you're getting real, Motel.
0: Yeah, I feel like mine would probably have to be. I mean, by default, not that I'm like thrilled about the pick necessarily, but I feel like George Springer to the Sox. Yeah, yeah. I feel was, like at this point, it's kind
1: of. It just makes sense, man. It fits. It makes sense, and and you're coming. You're also I think the whole conversation of the whole like cheating scandal and stuff like that, the fact that the Red Sox kinda had their own thing that they dealt with. I think fans take it a little bit easier on them. You know what I'm saying? The fact that the Red Sox kind of dealt with the core stuff and they get that like all right, well, well for you know, what it is, what is worth, it is, we just gotta move on.
0: For what it's worth, the Red Sox fan base and this is just how it is. I'm not saying it's right, I'm not saying it's wrong. The Red Sox fan base does not acknowledge what happened with with their quote-unquote cheating scandal. With Cora. With nearly the same... Oh, so there's a little double like standard
2: going on there. Eight,
0: I mean, a little bit, but to be fair, we are... not I mean, nearly at the same... Uh, yeah, objectively, we're talking level. about two very opposite mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, sure. But I do think that, like i just i it makes sense like i said he's from that area went to yukon plays a great center field
0: i feel like at the end of the day he's just like a likable guy like i don't Mm -hmm. and i think we had this conversation before i don't i don't dislike him i don't necessarily lump him in with guys like altuve or uh bregman correa Correa. Yeah. yeah nope i agree so i mean i agree might not be a bad fit after all um next i got on the list nate gold gloves rather than going through the entire list because at this point you can just go look at the list was there anybody that surprised you or
2: was there any aspect of this list that caught your attention in any capacity Mm -hmm. how about the cardinals
0: how about the cardinals being like deuces to colton wong
1: yeah it's a little weird for me um
2: Stud, stud defender, left-handed hitter. God, I, I can't see. I mean, I feel like the Red Sox wouldn't be a terrible fit for that
0: either. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be. He'll, he'll be a good fit wherever he goes. That yeah. dude can just play.
1: Yeah, I, 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 um, yeah, it's a little strange for me. Uh, I don't know, Gio Urshela. I think that's a gold glove caliber defender. And I think everyone kind of saw it on the national stage during the post season. And I get that the vote isn't about the post season. Technically this wasn't a vote for any of you guys. We were talking about this before we recorded, there was no voting on this gold glove scenario. There was no player, no manager vote. It was strictly analytics, strictly stats. So that's why you're seeing some, some names on there. Joey Gallo winning one doesn't fit. Um, good to see alex gordon win one on his last year i think that's pretty sweet other than that man it's just it's very no one is just a staple first of all so uh, other than that eh, man, i don't know it doesn't get me that turned up you know
0: yeah i mean i mean it's cool to see some some of the young guys snagging either like maybe their second or third or some guys snagging their first that's always cool to see yeah um, like you said, Nolan Arenado just name the award after him already. Like it's, yeah, seriously. It's his award to lose every single season. Yeah. Uh he's that was his eighth gold glove in as many in as many seasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm reading here Certainly. his 15 defensive runs saved were three more than any other player at any position. The eight consecutive gold glove gold gloves mark the second longest streak to start a career in Major League history. Behind Ichiro's 10, Arnado streak is the longest among active players and third longest all-time among third basemen, trailing only Hall of Famers Brooks Robinson and Mike Schmidt. So there you go. You're talking about top three Where's all-time. That's my top three. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's good company if you're Nolan Arnado. Good
1: company. Good company. And to the Ichiro point, you know, outfield is very different from playing the hot corner.
0: Just come on over to Boston. We can put let's put Devers at first. We he'll he'll be he'll just be just fine there. Come play come play third for a team that would actually respect you.
1: Yeah, like, brutal. Balance. Not getting any respect out there. It's ridiculous. And like honestly, oh. I I was in Denver for a bit. You know, throughout this season, he's not well liked in the fan base. He's really not. Like they're actually a little grumpy with him, which is it,
0: wild because he literally it's said his first that-
1: down year of the year or his first down year ever offensively and they're ready to write him off.
0: Yeah. He literally said the press conference after they signed him to that extension. He's like, I hope uh, it was something I'm paraphrasing, but it's something along the lines of like, I hope I can stay here forever. Like no place. I'd rather, I'd
1: rather be whatever. I don't know what like, else you want from a guy. And,
0: and I'm, I'm almost positive. We had that conversation where it was like any other guy you would expect to hear that in a, in a, in a situation like that, you know with him that's genuine like you can In just a place t- like that it. yeah why would you why would you want to leave that place that's a i just like we said that todd Holden still lives there i mean you've got the perfect blueprint as that organization you've got it all but you you just can't do anything with it it's hard what to
1: watch it really is difficult to watch what are we doing yeah um other than that yeah no, nothing about the the gold glove stuff tickled my fancy too much
0: Mookie Betts
1: doesn't just, matter what league he's
0: in. He's again,
1: gonna... same argument for Giorgiella. We watched it for anyone that had any had any doubt or didn't see it on a regular basis. You watched it on the national stage this year. The guy's incredible. Five
2: five tools, just ridiculous. I mean, he's okay, but. I mean, he's not yeah. that good. Yeah. I'm kind of glad we got rid of him, honestly. Super, I mean,
0: yeah. why? I why salty. would you? Why would you want to keep a generational talent? I mean, yeah, it's stupid. Those, those come around all the time. Um. Lastly, here, Nate. Lastly, on the docket. We're rolling deep into this episode, but like I said, he, like I said, we're here, bro. If you think about it, these were, like, throw
1: it back. This is how long. These are normal.
0: This was like <laughs> normal for when we first started.
1: Because you we had no sense thing. of
0: time. And we didn't know how long people Fallen were asleep willing over to here.
1: listen to us. <laughs> what do we got? Get me out of here. Lastly here
0: is the award finalist. Start off with MVP talk. I feel like it's safe to say Freddie Freeman. Uh, yeah. Debra, you. Yeah. I think that's pretty much a consensus there. That's Definitely NL.
1: Definitely NL. A.L., You know, uh, low-key, always, always, always will will root, you know, for my guy, DJ. Low-key, probably helps the Yankees out if he doesn't win this. (laughs) It's a little bit cheaper. It's a little bit cheaper of a free agent if he doesn't win this award. So (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. But, no, overall, I think Jose Bray had a dominant year, and he did it in all facets. So, I got to give the edge to him. Cy Young, I've got – Bauer
0: in the National League, and if you're Maeda or Ryu, why even bother? Like, I get it's a formality; you have to have three, but it's like, yeah. Can you even can you even crack a smile if you're one of those two guys?
1: I'll be like, oh, cool,
0: thanks. It's like, thanks. Just let me know if I'm second or third.
2: Yeah, literally. Whatever. Yeah, it's all Bauer. No Bieber. You're getting your bees mixed up. That's why I said, Bieber. Yeah, you
1: what said did I say? All,
0: you said it's all Bauer.
1: Oh, it's not all? Bauer. <laughs> well, I mean, Bauer's good. He he no. wasn't good enough to
0: he wasn't good enough to win in the AL this year. But yeah, oh yeah, Bieber. Sorry, my bad. Were we surprised that we didn't see Bieber in the MVP list
1: mm, Finalist list? No, man, because I'm on that side. You don't get. Yeah, to, you're a, you you play a once a week. You're a weirdo. I don't get to play once a week and be in that combo. Sorry.
0: Oh, whatever. Well, I mean, pitchers have done it in the past, so I mean, it's not like it hasn't been done before. Anyway. Rookie of the year. uh, Who do you got nationally, guys?
2: Mm, Who's the finalist? It was
0: Devin Williams, Jake Cronenworth, and Alec Baum.
1: I guess Cronenworth, even though we watched him make some boneheaded mistakes towards yeah. the end of the season. Well, or in the postseason on the bases, but I mean, I think Alec Baum has a bright future. Yeah, so uh,
0: those are all solid picks,
1: yeah. Devin give Williams me, give was me bomb.
0: Li- I feel like I gotta go, current worth. But Devin Williams was lights out. I feel like he should win it, but probably won't. Yeah, yeah. But that dude was lights out. American League. I, mm, to be honest with you, I know we did a check in. What was that? It was probably like three quarters of the way through when the buzz mm-hmm. started circulating. And at the time, Lewis had better numbers. Hmm. and honestly I didn't get a chance to check the final numbers for both of those guys but if it's pretty similar I feel like I gotta stick with my original pick of Kyle Lewis because I remember when we checked in I had gone with Kyle Lewis
2: but I also I don't know I'm sticking was, with Luis Robert what was his what were their final, final
1: numbers I'm sticking with Luis Robert for the for the fact that he also won a gold glove. It's kind of uh,
0: Yeah, that's fair. But kind of I
1: cool. Mean, um, again, I, uh, I'm not putting any weight on this year's gold glove decisions besides Arnado. Um, 262. Kyle Lewis was hitting
0: at the end of the year, hitting 262 with 11 bombs, 28 ribbies, five stolen bases, a war of 1.4. Luis Robert, 233 with 11 bombs, 31 RBIs, nine stolen bases. And a war of
1: 1.6.
0: Yeah, I'm sticking with...
2: tougher Division.
1: I'm going with Luis Robert.
0: That doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. Tougher Competition. I'm going Kyle Lewis. Luis Robert. By the way, I just remembered this. I owe you $3. For what? For that Ben and Jerry's for the Charlie Blackman deal we had earlier this year. I don't know oh, why what do you that... Oh, what did he finish at? It was It was not even close to us.
1: 375 yeah i guess like 360 so no you were i think you were lower than that because
0: you're 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 huge on this like really trying to cut guys down if there's a lot of hype around it which i get because i'm that way too sometimes yeah you gotta
1: bring everybody back down there yeah you you're just the the
0: the bum who just wants to cut everybody down yeah. no like, nah, it'll come back down to earth which to be fair yeah
1: stop floating up there
0: So, I need to say, I need to spend my $3. Oh,
2: Ben and
1: Jerry's ice cream. Sounds good. Three bucks will probably get you like a spoonful, but
0: yeah, that's all. DoorDash, you're
1: going to pay for the delivery fee?
0: Uh, Certainly not. (laughs) Um, And lastly, here, real, real juicy details surrounding this whole situation manager of the year. Well, first, let's talk ale. Who do you got in the ale? Kevin Cash, Charlie Montoya, Rick Renteria. All great picks.
2: Mm. stop I, your way
0: overthinking this just go with your gut kevin cash thank you kevin cash as well okay now you can go into your little overanalyzing spiel
1: well i just i, I think you can't hit a great year you can't bring it down to one decision in a big moment i think it was a it was not a good decision i think it changes a lot of what he does Moving forward, and every well, every manager also, has to have that. Isn't this but also it, this a regular? This is done before postseason. Yeah, so so the postseason it doesn't really matter, and that's why I'm defending my pick because everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Kevin Cash lost World Series." I don't care. He has a great manager, and he knows what he's doing. And he played chess when everyone else played checkers. He won a division
0: that everybody had. 1,000% written off to the Yankees yeah, yeah. for a good reason, but just go to show you, anything can happen. Got to play it. Indiana, Cal Polytech, Northwest Satellite Campus, Northeast, he can go out there and beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. I'll
2: say it again. Yeah. Not to say that the Rays are that equivalent, but. Who got in there now? You were
0: hyping your boys up. How much of it, How much? How much does it hurt you to know that the Yankees? I mean, Nate, it's been. I'm over it.
1: I told you. I already no, told no, you this no, no, year. No, no, no. I'm talking this year was the one I wanted. I'm to talking
0: win. big picture. 2009. We're talking. I mean, what are we doing? Is there something Like, is there, like, is there some sort of like issue in the Bronx?
1: Yeah, there's been an issue. Of course. This is panic mode. Sprinklers are going off. Alarms are going off. This is 100% panic mode. It's been panic mode for five years now. Anything over a decade. This is our first decade. The teens were our first decade without one. Yes. This is, of course, panic mode. they such. What a,
0: what a joke <laughs> of a franchise.
1: Okay. What's the NFL
0: look like? They might get relegated <laughs> yeah. to the minor leagues. Um, sure. <laughs> National League, Don Mattingly, David Ross, Jace Tingler,
2: also all. Tingler. Get out of here. No, no, thank you. Jace Tingler. No. Are you, are
0: did we watch the same season this year, Nate?
1: What happened? Did Why? you
0: see the talent that the Padres had?
1: Or give me Tingler. The, you going Mattingly? Give, give me Don Mattingly. Love it. Don't disagree with that pick at all. I think these are well, great you, finalists. You do but I'm going disagree
2: because you're going to Jace Tingler. Yeah. I don't like that. I do. Run the map now. He's going to
1: win one eventually. Might as well give it to him now. Donnie Baseball is the man, bro. I love Donnie Baseball. He absolutely deserves He's more credit. He's the
0: manager
1: of the year is what he is. <laughs> I'd love to see him get it. But... How do I'm you trying not, not to be a homer here. Can you just leave me a, alone? And it's
0: not about being a homer. No, I'll give you a pass if you if you're not picking him just because you don't want to be a homer. I'm. I'll let that slide. Like you're not being a homer. He's this a is the time you let
1: it slide. You don't yeah. let it slide any time else because
0: you're a homer, and I acknowledge that. But in this particular instance, it's not being. A, he's a. He's the manager of the Miami Marlins. That's it.
1: Run by. Uh, the captain of the Yankees. That's fine. That and I'm, he was I'm, the captain of the Yankees before then.
0: Do you want me to change my mind? I'm giving you a free <laughs> pass here.
1: Do you? I'm just saying I'm gonna get ridiculed, so that's why I chose Tingler. Yes. Okay. I would love to say Don Mattingly. Then I say freaking Don. I love Madden. Don, I'm Don not, Mattingly. We're not. Leo I think he's until a, you say Don Mattingly. He's the man. He of course deserves manager year. He put a very big dent into the postseason, and he should have never been there. They should have never been there, never been in that conversation. That guy deserves, and the reason being is because we can still finish this year. We can still see what they did, and again, I know this is about the regular season, but we can still only name less than five Marlins right now. And we watched them play incredible, flawless baseball for weeks where it was, it was fundamental, it was sound baseball. That is because of their manager. Of course, Don Mattingly deserves to win this. Give me it. Give me all of it. I want all of it. So
0: that's your final answer.
1: Yes, and give Derek Jeter some freaking credit for once, please. I know you're not talking
0: to me because we both have been given Derek Jeter. We both have. I'm just nobody saying it else, to the public. Yeah, nobody else has bought in thanks for giving me
1: the opportunity man i appreciate it
0: hey i i know (laughs) you and i i could tell that you wanted to go with it you were why do you think
1: i answered so fast (laughs) yeah it was such a
0: it was such a false confidence you're like oh give me tinkler no shut up shut up you you didn't want tinkler you wanted that in me you wanted donnie baseball i know it's (laughs) always
1: supposed to go bro that mustache they used to rock that guy's the man well
0: outside of that i got nothing else
1: I don't know, man. Well,
0: um, well, last thing I'll say, Alex Cora, it's time to come home.
1: <laughs> You've seen the other candidates? It's what, time. What are we yeah.
0: doing? <laughs> what are we doing? And Sam goes, Fold. Come on. It goes to show you that literally every other team in the league knows that – every other team in the league that has a vacancy knows that he's coming back because they're yeah. like, we're going to go out and get a 76-year-old Tony La Russa and we're going to yeah. bring back – or we're going to bring over AJ Hinch.
1: I think the White Sox were the only other team that was ever going to give the Red Sox a competition for him. Yep. That's filled. It's over. It's done. Of course, he's coming back. Come on home. Um, it,
0: I, I'm not going to take full credit, but I will take a little credit.
1: You said it early. You my stuck fantasy. two guns.
0: No, no, I was just going to say my fantasy team name, Free Cora
2: 2021. It's time to come on home. Yeah. Let's win ourselves a championship. Okay.
0: Uh, don't act all high and mighty over there, Mister Two Thousand Nine. You, you just—I don't care, man.
1: Mouth. Shut your mouth. I don't care. You just keep bragging about the past.
0: I'm not bragging about. It. It's just okay. I'm your
1: joking. future is not nearly as bright as ours. That's all I know. Mm, I mean, that's what
0: they said this preseason. I mean, you guys were preseason World Series favorites, and I mean, how did and that? Our future
1: end up? is still brighter. How did that end up? We're talking forward, bro. I'm already done. Season's over. I'm talking forward. All right. Speaking of which, it's
0: a perfect transition into our.
1: You're going to buy me a whole Ben and Jerry's store.
0: Our closing segment here. (laughs) That's not really a segment, but let's just kind of remind the folks what our plan is moving forward. This is it for
1: this season. Season finale. You're welcome. It's a two-hour episode. (laughs) Close to it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hey, but like I said, if people can break it up now. They, they don't Hope need so. to. Yeah, you well, have
1: plenty of time. Is that it? Really? I
0: mean, I guess. I was just hoping that you would be able to remind the people uh, what the plan is.
1: We're yeah, closing, closing um, it
0: down for this for this season.
1: Yeah, beginning of December, we'll pick things up. Um, I, I'm still kind of uncertain of how winter meetings are going to happen or work out. But, you know, hopefully by then we'll see some free agent decisions, some managerial decisions. Um, and we got plenty to talk about. We're going to continue to try to get you guys content uh, with interviews. Oh, we've, we've got we've some, got some great, great stuff lined up. Uh, and we're going to one episode particularly is going to shake things up and maybe get a non-player perspective. So you'll see that coming up here pretty soon. Oh,
0: yes. I know. know, It took me a second.
1: (laughs) We got a lot of stuff that we're cooking up. You guys have been amazing all year. Appreciate the continuous support. And, you know, just just know this is just the beginning. We're going to continue to fire this thing up, shake things up, and blow this out of the water. Yeah, we're
0: just getting started. And ironically, I say that as we're about to take like a three-month, uh, three-week <laughs> hiatus. But all that to say, yes, I'll have to echo the sentiment that you just shared. Very much appreciate the support. The fact that you guys continue to hit us up in the DMs. You continue to tag us in your stories, letting us know you're listening, where you're listening. You tag us on other posts. You tell it's us- It's awesome. You tell awesome. us that your hearing takes that we gave weeks months ago that are just now (laughs) making it to the surface elsewhere in the baseball media world. Yeah. Love that. Love that you guys listen every week. Uh, as, as Nate said, we are planning to, uh, pick back up the, probably that first week of December, it'll, we'll resume our plan or our scheduling that we've had for the last few years in the off season of one a week. Most likely, um, we plan on trying to be very interview heavy because we saw the success that we had uh during the covid stretch where we were just knocking guys out one after the other that was super that was a blast and you guys really it res- really resonated with you guys you guys really appreciated that and we appreciated the fact that you appreciated it and so we're going to try to bring you as many guests this off season as we can because let's be honest there's not really much to talk about in the off season yeah um I think you and I are getting new audio setups, so we're new gonna audio setups.
1: In... gonna sound like a gem. Sounding had to mix that in real Stop. quick. Yeah, it's
0: been a while. It's been a hot. It's been a hot minute.
1: Um, um a couple of things to keep an eye out for. Definitely be looking out for a Black Friday, Cyber Monday situation. Yeah, that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Just because we're done recording for, until then doesn't mean we're still not rocking the stuff in the shop. And you already know that we're going to continue to come out with new lines and new shirts here throughout the offseason. So you guys are going to be hooked up. Yeah,
0: baseball needs a new commissioner hoodie is out. Um, it's getting cold out there,
1: folks. You need to,
0: you need to yeah, warm up. There's a couple of Stay Filthy hoodies on there. If you haven't seen that, go, go check Beanie. those out. Stay Filthy Beanie is out with the pom-pom as well. I think there's yeah, big swag. options on there. Gosh, I'm just trying to think because I'm it's quickly hitting me that we're not gonna be able to share any news for three weeks. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> if you stretch this out until the end of the month, happy Thanksgiving. I hope yeah. your turkey was great.
1: Hopefully your turkey was great, and hopefully you didn't have to worry staying the only two households or whatever the rules are for some of you across the country. Hopefully you can just enjoy your time with your family and, uh, and eat good food.
0: Also assuming or also sharing this for those who stretched out to the end of the month, shout out to the MVP winners, the Cy Young winners, the Rookie of the Year winners, and the Manager of the Year winners. You guys Whoever did great. Are. Very well deserving. Uh, <laughs> trying to think what else. Uh, Alex Cora, glad you're back. Great to have you home. Let's go win us a title. Uh, Nate, I think that's it, man.
1: That's it. You guys got to focus on one thing, um, you know, throughout the postseason, or excuse me, the offseason, and it's kind of big. I mean, just don't go chasing curveballs. Uh,
0: that's too much. That's too much for me. We will see you guys in December. That'll do it for this season. We love you guys. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until December, stay filthy.
2: Thank you.